Welcome in to a quick timeout podcast. Joining us today is Dr. Neil Ring, certified behavioral consultant and former high school and college basketball coach. In this episode, Dr. Ring and I are going to discuss the DISC assessment. Even if you aren't familiar with the DISC, I'd really encourage you to stick with this episode. Our team at Bob Jones this year took the DISC and it changed the way that I coached. If you want to become a better leader and really understand how your players think and the kinds of things that actually motivate them, then you'll want to hear what Dr. Ring has to say. And listen closely towards the end of the episode. There's an incredible offer available to a few listeners, so be sure to take advantage of what Dr. Ring has to offer. Before we get started, a big thanks to our friends at Dr. Dish Basketball. If you're in the market for a shooting machine, make sure you check out Dr. Dish. They've revolutionized the industry, creating the most advanced shooting machine on the market. Right now, you can save an extra $300 on the Dr. Dish Rebel, All-Star, and CT models when you mention Quick Timeout Podcast. Learn more about Dr. Dish by visiting their website at drdishbasketball.com and on social media at drdishbball. Now, I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Dr. Neil Ring. I'm joined today by Dr. Neil Ring, certified behavioral consultant and certified business coach. Uh, he's also the director of athletics at Bob Jones University. So, Dr. Ring, thanks so much for joining us. Coach Miller, thanks for the privilege of coming on, and uh, it's great to spend some time with you today and talk about the DISC. Uh, yeah, I think the best place to start is for you to talk kind of in general about what that is, and then maybe, again, some general ideas for the relationship that it plays to sports and particularly basketball. So the DISC was introduced back in 1929 by Harvard professor William Marston, and basically the idea of predictable traits, four traits, dominance, influence, steadiness, and compliance. So if you take the first letter of each one of those words, you have the D, I, S, and C. Uh, in 1940, uh, Walter Clark introduced the personality profile, which is what uh, we deal with today. And that's been taken over 30 million times in 70 plus languages around the world. So it's been scientifically validated, verified. It's, it's a really incredible study uh, that's been done. And then the, the profile that's come out of that is a very powerful tool that you can use to understand behavioral preferences and tendencies. Uh, one of the things that I like about the DISC is that it's very uh, flexible in different environments. I, I may act one way uh, in the workplace, but then I'm totally different in the home. And the DISC is sensitive enough as I answer questions to pick up the differences and to help me understand, you know, if I'm being a little too aggressive in my home or not aggressive enough in my workplace. Um, the DISC provides self-awareness. It provides social awareness. And then it gives you some basic engagement tools for building relationships with those that, that you have uh, either a leadership relationship with or you just have a personal relationship with, which could be, you know, any in the home, in, uh, in the job, you know, on the court, uh, with a player, with an assistant, uh, with an AD, whatever. Those are relationships that the, the DISC can benefit if you understand yourself, them, and then the strategies for how to communicate with them appropriately. You've been doing this for a while now and have worked with several different types of organizations. So just kind of give uh, listeners a little bit of context for where this has been applied and then maybe even talk about some of the feedback that you've gotten from some of those that you've worked with. It's definitely applicable, again, whether it's a business relationship or a personal relationship, uh, coaching, um, 
you know, I've, I've done DISC in, in the uh, athletic uh, administration arena. I've done it in the, the coaching arena. I've done it for uh, coaches with, with student athletes. Uh, I've done it in the business arena with, you know, just organizations in the community and uh, opportunities for them to learn as a group how to better interact with each other. And a uh, great time now that with all the pressure that we're facing with this COVID-19. In regards to, you know, some feedback, uh, I think probably one of the greatest things I ever heard was uh, one of our coaches here at Bob Jones University. You know, she's been a 15-time national champion. She's a Hall of Famer in the, in the NCCAA. She's won over 1,000 matches in volleyball, which she's, you know, one of 12 individuals in the world that have done that. And the first thing she said to me when we went through her debrief was, man, if I'd have had this 40 years ago, I'd have been a better coach. I think that's a pretty powerful statement from someone who's been very successful. And coach Miller, I think also you uh, talked about how it helped you understand your players better, how they think, and it, it changed. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about how it changed your perspective and, and how you dealt with them in the classroom, the locker room, and, and, and out of you know, out of off the court. The first time that I heard about it, I only felt what I'm about to explain just because I I didn't know about it or know what it was. And so when you were starting to explain the potential for it for sports teams, I remember the the meetings that we were talking about that for the first time, you know, I didn't think much about it or, you know, think that it would really, not that it wouldn't benefit me, but, you know, that was something for the head coach, maybe if he wanted to do that and that'd be nice and whatever. But then when it actually came time to do it, it was really eye-opening. And it wasn't that I I didn't think that would help us, but I I just didn't know. And I know sometimes if coaches don't really know much about that kind of thing, they think, you know, I I really don't need that. But looking back on it now, I just feel the comment that I've made to you several times is that I felt like it saved us six months to maybe a year in getting to know some of our players. And, you know, if you've coached for a long time, I think you can come to a, some of these conclusions or, or learn to be able to do these types of things better. But I just think going through something like this saves you so much time in getting to know who your players are. And like you said, how they think, how they respond to certain types of coaching or certain types of you know, leadership or you know, even the way that you phrase things. And so it really changed the way that I taught on the court change things that we said in the way that we said them when we went into the locker room at halftime sometimes it even changed interactions that we we had and that I had personally with players off the court and asking them how how they're doing and that kind of thing I was able to do it I I feel like more effectively and more efficiently than just going in and trying to figure out each of the players Um, you mentioned the different groups and at the beginning and their characteristics and don't feel like you have to go into super detail with all of them But, you know, I think by even explaining those four groups, I think coaches, as they listen to this, will be able to like start identifying those types of players already on their team. And then maybe that can lead us into just, again, kind of briefly summarizing how to deal with those different types of players and how understanding all of this can help them deal with those players better. Yeah, that's I mean, that's that's the the heart of it all right there. You know, what I try to do is, is I try to help people understand themselves, that self-awareness. And then, then there's the social awareness of those around them. And, and then, you know, building strategies for how to communicate uh, with one another. And, you know, what you just said is, is fantastic. And I think you would acknowledge this, that, 
you don't have to be, you know, a, a scientific genius. It's one of the things I like about the disc is, is, is this practical, it's, it's simple, it's observable uh, things that you see in people. I love the statement, you know, everyone is different, observably different. And, and you definitely can, uh, can see the differences. But basically your, your D personality is someone who's very assertive, someone that's direct, they're a decisive person, very much a problem solver. They like to take risks and you don't have to, to get them started. They, they'll get going on their own. The greatest fear is, is being taken advantage of. And so one of the ways they fight that is, is they try to get out ahead and lead. And one of the things that you have to, to be uh, concerned with, with someone who is that D personality is a lot of times they're just focused on getting it done. Uh, they're not necessarily focused on the details of getting it done the correct way. So understanding that you, you understand the things, how uh, you, know, you, can, you can give them a task and they're gonna go try it. This is the kid that runs through the wall you know, to try to do something. They may not do it always exactly the same uh, or the correct way, but they're gonna do everything they can to get it done. The I individual, the influencer, someone who's very enthusiastic. This is your social butterfly person on your team. They're very optimistic, very emotional, impulsive, very persuasive. This is how they deal with life. When pressure comes on, you know, they try to persuade you through a verbal conversation. Their greatest fear is rejection. So an, an I, when they come into the gym, they want to talk and they want to interact with one another. And if you understand that, then you can give them the opportunity. They love spontaneity. They love to be able to, to engage one another. This is usually your, your motivator. This is your kid that's standing up on the chair, waving the towel and screaming and hollering and let's go. You know, that's, that's your I personality. They, they love that, in essence, the spotlight, but, but they love influencing and, and motivating people. The S, uh, this is your, your good listener, a little bit slower pace. They're very interested in, in a team. They, they want the team to succeed. Um, they're, they're steady. They're predictable. They love routine. They, they don't like getting out of routine. When it comes to their fear, they, they fear loss of stability or, or loss of security. They need assurance from you that everything's going to be okay. They need to see where they are in the big picture. They're the, the person who needs that 360 view so that they understand how their role fits. But one thing that the S is, is very good under pressure. They will respond and, and do well under pressure, but they don't like a lot of change. They're not the kid to, to throw something brand new. They love a routine and, and they love to, to know what they're getting ready to get themselves into. And then your C, this is your analytical person. They love the stats. You know, they're conscientious, they're careful, they're very systematic. And their greatest fear is criticism. So the way that you coach this individual that's a C type individual, uh, if, if you criticize them a lot, they're, they're not going to respond as well. You're not going to be able to engage with them as well. This is your individual that loves it the exact, if you say, put your left foot on this line and your right foot on that line, they're going to do everything they can to try to get that accomplished because that's the right way to do it. And that, imagine that individual and then the individual who's just trying to get it done, you can see how that can create conflict. And so when you start understanding your players based on their personal preferences and their greatest fears, then you can start crafting those, you know, just those strategic engagement opportunities with them 
so that you achieve really what I like to call the platinum rule, do unto others as they want done unto them. Communicate to them in a way that, they re that resonates with them or hits the sweet spot for them, and you will have great uh, engagement. You'll have a great opportunity to influence that individual and lead them uh, where you want to lead them. Let's be honest. You can have the greatest system. You can have the greatest style of play, but if you can't motivate your players to achieve what you need them to achieve, it, it doesn't matter. And so DISC is an opportunity for you to understand them on a behavioral level and then engage them in a way that is, is far beyond just, you know, trying to coach everybody the same way. We're way past that. This millennial generation is not going to respond well to that. And so encourage anyone who's interested in the DISC to really dig into it. it, it it's something that you can use both in your coaching as an AD, as a, as a, as a staff, with your family, et cetera. I felt like it really helped as well to be able to do the session, everyone together. And maybe you can talk about how something like that works when you come in and work with a team, but it wasn't just the coaches to the players, but I really felt like as the player saw other players and where they were, it helped them understand their teammates a little bit better as well. Can you kind of talk about how just how a session like that works and maybe things that you've seen and reactions that you've seen teammates have with other teammates as these things are being revealed? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so a, a couple of examples. Uh, I was at Emmanuel College and, you know, one of the, the seniors stood up and said, man, now I understand why when I do this, that drives you crazy. And there was just this aha moment in their locker room where they thought, okay, I understand now that my behavior or my action or reaction, I understand now that that really bothers you. And so when you start, when you start addressing those things and people begin to communicate on that level, it, it takes a lot. Like you said, you know, you can skip months of time of getting to know one another and understand each other. Coach Mike Levere, our women's basketball coach here at Bob Jones, one of the things he said was his players realized it was okay to be different. They were all different and it was okay to be different. And when someone reacted differently to a situation, that was okay because they were just doing that. We all react differently under stress and pressure. And it was okay for them to do that because that was what, that's how they dealt with that stress and pressure. And so for his ladies, it was kind of this aha moment of, wow, I'm different than she is. And you know what? That's okay. And then for the coaches to understand when the players are communicating or not communicating, one of the things about a C is, is they don't communicate a lot. They listen, they observe, they analyze. And so if you go into a meeting, you expect a C to, you know, just come in and, and be like an I who just talks and talks and talks. You're going to sit there and, and you're going to wonder what's wrong. Well, nothing's wrong. You simply have to understand how to engage and open them up with the DISC uh, profile, understanding that, that you're going to have to lead that conversation. You're going to have to give them facts. You're going to have to give them a chance to, to understand what you're saying, to analyze what you're saying before they're ever going to come back and, and really give you the conversation that you're looking for. So what I do is I come in and I do a basically a team session where we do some introduction of the DISC. And then we, we basically do some uh, kind of little workshop things that, that each group does. And one of the most powerful things that, that a, a player will do is stand up and say, 
um, this is what I want everybody in the room to know about me. And so everybody goes around, players, coaches, and it's, it's, it's eye-opening for the individuals in the room to be able to hear, wow, that person, this is what they want me to know about them. And, and I have them write that down. And so they leave and how many other people, they have the most significant thing that an individual wants them to know. They have that in writing, they put it in a notebook, whatever, however they keep records of that. And it just, again, it, it moves up the relational dynamic with that group of people whether it's the business, like I was talking about before. I, it's funny, I went in there a couple of weeks ago to do a, a session with, with the owners. Uh, it's, it's some partners that I, that I coach. And they still have all the disc stuff up on the wall. So every time they have a team meeting, they've got all the stuff that they did on these large sheets that they wrote, you know, their profiles and all that. It's still there. To me, you know, that demonstrates that they really found value in that. And it's continuing long after I left, it's continuing to, to be a guide and a, and a help to them in their practice. And for me, that's very rewarding. When a team finishes this and you conduct the assessment, what do they get as in packet? What, what are they going to see? What are they going to get? You're not just going to come in and be, and, and just start saying things or lead them through a session. They're going to get some things that are actually, information that's going to be able to help them right yeah each person gets their own <clears throat> excuse me gets their own individual profile and um, it's a pretty robust document that uh, gives a lot of application opportunities a lot of just how did how to deal now that you know who you are here's what that means and here's how you can maximize your strengths and then here's who your teammates are now I know that person is an S and that person's an I. And, and honestly, one of the things, you know, it'd be great for me to share with you here, Tony, is just, you know, the, the, in, in any group, statistically, 3% are going to be Ds, right? So you're going to have a smaller group of people that are Ds. And then 11% are going to be your I's, your people that are very, uh, you know, engaging, influencing through, you know, just social, these are your social media people. They're all over the place, got multiple applications open at the same time, right? And then you got your S's, 69%. So think about that. 69% of your group is, is an S. And, and one of the things that they really struggle with is change. So imagine going in and just blowing stuff up every week, trying to do something brand new. You're going to have a hard time engaging them because they're not going to change that quickly and that easily. And, you know, if you've been following along here, if you're a C, you already figured out, oh, well, 17% of us are Cs because that's what's left. And that's how Cs live. The person who's a C is kind of calculating, okay, 3, 11, 69. Oh, that's 17. If you did that, then you're probably a C. And, and, you know, that's a, a good breakdown of when you have a group. Now, obviously, every environment's a little bit different. I've, I've seen some studies recently that showed a little bit of fluctuation in that based on environment and situation. But ultimately, your Ds are still typically your lowest, and then your Is, and then your, your Ss typically are your greatest, and your Cs are, are you know, between your, your Ss and your, and your Is. And so, Having that understanding, you know, you, you find that here's how I can deal or here's how I can present to, uh, you know, to, to my audience, which is probably somewhere that data set is, is represented there within your, within your group, within your program, wherever you're at.
I know there are some who are listening and they're really intrigued by this and maybe even excited about it and the possibility of, of having this as a part of what they do. So um, they may even be more excited after they hear this, but you're, you and I have kind of worked together with this. What potential offering do you have for those that are listening? Yeah, so what I'd love to do is, is I love to give away two disc assessments. And there's three ways, kind of the individual, three ways that an individual can uh, engage me with the disc. One is just simply take the disc, right? Take the disc and, and you get the, you basically self-guided and, and you read the profile that you get back and, and that's it. The next one is, is you, you get the disc and then I do about a half hour debrief with you uh, live, you know, depending on where you are, probably Zoom, especially now if we're still under quarantine. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm able to come on and basically walk you through it and, and point out the highlights and some of the things, some of the, the things that, you know, hey, here's some things that based on your disc, I, you know, one of the things about being certified as a, as a behavioral consultant is I can actually take the, the disc and read the difference between where your plots are on the graphs. And so I can tell you, you're under stress here. This environment provides for you the, the great, this is where you're the most comfortable, et cetera. Those are some of the things that I can do personally within the disc. And then finally, the, the kind of the, the bigger package, so to speak, is you, know, you get the disc and the profile, you get the debrief, but also I do, as a certified business coach, I actually do a, a coaching session with you where we take the disc and we take where you are in life and we really try to focus on, okay, what's the number one thing you need to accomplish and how can you use the disc to actually achieve that? And I can help uh, someone and, and simply it's just by asking questions and asking and guiding you through what you already know and helping you to, to push aside those things that aren't as important, maybe that you're getting stuck on to get to the really the true issue that you really need to be working on, whether it's personal advancement, you know, something with your family, something with your business, something with, you know, your team, whatever it is, we can get to that. And then how can we use the disc to, to impact that in a way that's going to, when you leave that, you know, hour and a half session, you have some action items to move forward. And that's, I'd love to offer two of those uh, at no cost. And uh, if you send me an email, um, my email is athletic disc solutions at gmail.com that's athletic disc solutions at gmail.com um, i will take the first 25 emails that i get uh, if once i get to 25 if, uh, i'll cut it off after about a week but i'll take the first 25 emails that i get put it into a into a randomizer and we'll pick out two and and i'll reach out and we'll connect and uh, we'll set up your disc and and follow up and would love to do that. I think it can be a powerful tool for you as you uh, look into next year and what you might be doing uh, regardless of your level, regardless of you know what you're doing in the athletic industry, coaching, uh, trying to find a job, whatever you're trying to do, uh, it'll, it'll be a powerful tool for you to use moving forward and, and it'll be at no cost. In addition to the email address that you just gave, where else can people connect with you and then also find out more about what you're doing? Yeah, so my website, athleticdisksolutions.com, uh, is a great place where I have resources that are there, um, basically taking the disc and, and, and making it practical uh, in the athletic arena, whether it's uh, coaching or 
whether it's uh, administrating or just personal relationships. Uh, it also has, you know, some, some things that I'm doing, offering for clients that, uh, you know, actually dig deeper. There might be a resource on there, for example, have uh, a resource on how to use social media to understand a, a, a potential recruit. Um, I'm actually going to do a session on uh, the 19th of May, where I'm going to actually go through a, a, a much larger, just not just social media, but also looking at email communications, verbal communications, um, and, and demonstrate how you can learn from those, uh, what a potential recruit is, and then how to designate strategies for how to interact and engage that recruit. And pretty excited about that. Uh, looking forward to doing that on the 19th, and that'll be information will be available on the website, athleticdisksolutions.com. Awesome. We'll also put some things down in the show notes so people can find out more about it. I, I hope that they will take advantage of these because like I said, it was really transformative for our staff and then for me personally. And so um, some great resources that you have there. Dr. Ring, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, it's been my pleasure and I appreciate all that you're doing. Congratulations, by the way, on uh, your year anniversary of uh, being on uh, podcast. That's exciting. And I still remember our uh, first meeting sitting out in front of the field house. And, and I look at both of us and I say, man, we've both come a very long way. We have. So congrats on all that you're doing. And thanks for all you're doing uh, with our Bruins men's basketball and uh, looking forward to another great year. Just really quickly, if you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other platforms so your show actually gets heard. You can even make money from your podcast no matter the size of your audience. It really is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That'll do it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again at the next time out.